<laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 10.5, I think we're going for right now. Um, and uh, a guest we've got with us that I think we've mentioned quite a few times now. Um, it really, really happy to, to have him on. Um, Wayne, obviously one of two of the guys at six. Um, he's just kindly mentioned that he's kept Gemma locked away in the cupboard, so she's not allowed out to come on. But we've managed to get the beautiful Wayne on with all his filters um, to discuss <laughs> all things NFL uh, and all things six. So for those of you that are, are new to the podcast, um, quick brief breakdown of SIGs. Matt and I sort of stumbled into the, into the community and, and ever since I've just been throwing money after money after money at it, chasing some Giants merch, which I still don't have. Um, my what? first entry was a first win and it was the bloody Raiders. So I had to give it Matt for his birthday. Unbelievable. Um, but yeah, really good. And obviously Wayne will, will, will touch on that. We'll, uh, you know, we'll talk about how he started and everything like that. But again, thanks for coming on, Wayne. Great to have you. Um, you know, we've gone through historically on our sort of our journey into NFL and how we sort of fell in love with it and why we picked the teams we've picked. So I suppose over to you, what what attracted you to, to this sport? That's, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Like, uh, over to you, you, you allow me the why? opportunity to tell everyone <laughs> that I'm a Jets fan. At that point, <laughs> everybody switches off and they're like, oh my days, I'm going to listen to this absolute nonsense for an hour. <laughs> Um, yeah, I am. I am a Jets fan, um, and as all Jets fans know, it's it's the most treacherous and unforgiving journey that any American football fan could ever go on. Um, and it started what it started about eleven years ago now. And it was it was literally. I've not told many people this, but Tom, you're going to love this actually. So, two thousand nine, um, me and my my partner at the time, we were like, oh, we're going to we're going to go and have Christmas in New York. Well, not like literally Christmas, not like a, not like a home alone type of thing, but just like a small holiday. So I was training to be a teacher at the time. I nearly sacked that off because I was hating it. Um, and I actually didn't do my last few days. Um, and so we got a flight out to, to New York. And the plan was, because I was looking at the schedules, I was like, I'd always watch Super Bowl. And it was always something that I thought, you know, I could really get into this. And there's a great opportunity. New York, go watch a game. New York Giants at home. And I was like, this is going to be good. Former Super Bowl champions. And I was looking at the fixtures and it's shit. New York Giants aren't at home. But there's another team. And they're called <laughs> the New York Jets. <laughs> so, woke up on game day. Got these tickets. It was minus 10. Jets played Atlanta Falcons. It Not was that bad. Oh, it was. <laughs> it, it, no, it, it actually, it pretty much is. Um, so we went to the game. It was, like I said, minus 10. And um, they were asking for people to go and shovel snow off. Uh, I almost said shit because it's, it's pretty much the same thing. Um, go and shovel snow off the. 53 off the players. Oh, it's ridiculous. So went to the game. Got set up. Um, by set up, I mean kind of wrapped up in as many layers as you can imagine. Um, you know, Panna at the time, she was she was not impressed, you know. She'd much rather be in Macy's. I was like, no, I'm, I'm having my opportunity here. And what an absolute thriller that game was. Incredible game. It was 10-7 to the Atlanta <laughs> Falcons. <laughs> Nothing happened until the last quarter. The Jets scored a touchdown just randomly out of nowhere. We left at 7-3 because we wanted to get the train. Um, and then Falcons scored a touchdown right at the very end. So I always say to people, my first ever Jets game was actually a Jets win because technically I didn't see them lose. So I just watched a long period of time of when they're winning. And then from that point, the rest is history. I've just kind of stuck with them. People say to me, just change your team. Like you don't have to keep putting yourself through this. That's not something you have to experience. And I was like, no, listen, I've grown up as a Rotherham United fan. It doesn't get much worse than that. So I'm used to it. And then just to kind of top it off, I said, you know what? I quite like basketball as well. I've got a bit of a thing for basketball. Which team can I support? New York Knicks, obviously. So all the losing teams, that's kind of my thing. So if there's any other sport 
that has an absolutely terrible team and they are embarrassing. That's going to be the team that, that I support. <laughs> but what can I say? Once you're stuck, you're stuck, aren't you? You can't really? change. That's it. Yeah, so. true. True. Yeah. Four time a Knicks fan as well, so yeah, it's not good. I'm not a massive basketball fan, but I followed it. I went to see him. There's one thing you have to do when you go to New York is go to Madison Square Garden and watch the Knicks play. Unreal. That's one of the best things I've ever watched live, and I don't even know what was going on after time. <laughs> I absolutely I've got this thing for New York and I've been lucky to go back. I've been back twice. And yeah. I have seen a I've seen a Giants game. I saw Giants against Steelers. It was Preseason 2017, I think it was, and the Jets were playing shortly after. So, like, it just worked out perfectly that I could catch two, even though it's preseason and we know what preseason football is like. You know, going to watch two extra games was really cool. And a couple of years before that, um, I don't know how I swindle this. I must have these kind of powers of manipulation. But we went to um, Florida, two week holiday to Florida. It was April, so the Easter holidays. And uh, we booked this cheap hotel on International Drive. And I was like, the Knicks are playing at home. Like, where's, where's New York from here? Oh, it's, um, it's just, you know, a little flight. Up there. It's a three-hour flight. It's a three-hour flight from Florida to New York. Somehow managed to swindle, jumping on a plane on a Saturday morning from Florida, flying up to New York, having a couple of days there and watching the, the Knicks lose, obviously. Um, <laughs> But, you know, a really cool, a really cool space. There's something about New York that's... Best place in the world. I've been three times. Yeah. Yeah, I went twice for Christmas and um, I've always wanted to go to Coney Island. So we went in the springtime and Coney Island is unbelievable. Like, I love Coney Island. It's very, very hot in springtime. Couldn't do it in the summer. Too yeah, busy. It's, it's, it's mad because the first time I went, there was like snow everywhere. Like mm-hmm. I said, minus 10, absolutely freezing went in April is like a different place yeah and the other time I went was in summer and it was horrendous and it's funny because I actually don't like people and I know that sounds really really strange but actually being in the presence of other human beings all up in my grill it does something there's this kind of innate aggression that I possess whereby if I'm surrounded I just can't take it but you know I'll put up with it for the sake of New York I'm okay with that yeah I've actually got a soft spot for the Jets, and I make it. I made it quite well known. It, it, me former partner's dad was a big Jets fan, so I've watched a lot of Jets games over the years. And we all love Fitzpatrick and the time he nearly took you into the playoffs. You finished ten six that year, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, and ten six most years gets you into the playoffs. I think you do not lose on a head to head or something. I can't remember. Um, yeah, I do have a soft spot for the Jets, which is uh, I, I like that we have you on this week because we play you this week. Uh, <laughs> After a, an absolute trouncing from the fucking Falcons, uh, again, not safe for kids this episode, but uh, I've I've just gone on record in the last episode to say that I, I think you I think you'll beat us. Um, I think you'll get your first win. We fell off the wagon. We've gone. Yeah, it's an interesting point, but at the same time, I I just cannot see that at all. I know what you're saying, like. The way in which the Raiders performed was like was shocking. And to be fair, you know that was a massive, massive upset, especially that scoreline as well. I've watched the Raiders a few times this year, and I don't know. I see the Raiders as one of those teams that I don't expect to do particularly well, um, but they always seem to impress me a little bit. I don't know. I don't think there's anything about this Jets team which <laughs> which gives me even a remote glimmer of hope. And it's interesting because. You know, Sam Donald had a couple of weeks off because of his shoulder injury. Joe Flacco's come in, and Joe Flacco's obviously a bit of a laughing stock because, you know, it's Joe Flacco. Um, but the game that we had last week, um, you know, we've got long balls down the field. We've got wide receivers actually getting open. We've got big plays, and we're looking decent, and we, we just missed out in that game. And it was, it was close, and we, I put a, um, a message up to one of my friends, and I said, like, this is all I ask for as a Jets fan. I don't ask for much. But the one thing that I say at the beginning of every season, I just want to be competitive in the fourth yeah. quarter. That's all I want. I just want to be able to watch a game. And and this is how it's been for the majority of this year. I sit down. I know they're not going to win. I know it's going to be disappointing. I know I'm going to be annoyed. You get numb to it over a period of time. But 
you know, I don't want to see an interception within the first two minutes. Like, I don't want, I don't want to see Sam Donald get sacked on the third play of the game. I want to go into half time, you know, not being twenty points behind, and it's it's difficult. It's really tricky as a Jets fan, and I just saw a bit of a glimmer when when Flacco was at quarterback that, you know, I don't see so much with Sam Donald, and I'm a I'm a big Sam Donald fan. Don't get me wrong. Um, and I think if he had weapons around him, I think if he had a decent offensive line, I think he could be a good player. He's shown glimmers of that in years gone by. Like, yes, he's got issues. And, you know, seeing ghosts is a big issue. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what the hell that was, but that's, you know, that's a different type of issue. Like, that's that's a that's a non-football related issue. But anyway, um, but I just, I don't see it. I've, I've kind of, that Sam Darnold ship for me is, has almost sailed. Um, I think you can excuse him to some extent because of the, the absolute shocking team that he has around him. But at the same time, you, you kind of want to see more of these individual plays where he kind of steps up and he, he does. And he's had one of these this season where he'll, you know, he'll, he'll break through and he'll run 30 yards and he'll score a touchdown. Like, I want to see more instances like that. I want to see situations where he's pressured in the pocket and he actually throws the ball away rather than taking a sack and so many times a season. It's almost similar to Daniel Jones, apart from when Daniel Jones is pressured in the pocket, he throws interceptions rather than getting sacked. Um, and fumbles Jones. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I... Apart from the last four weeks. Exactly. <laughs> We're kind of going back to the point. Like, do I see anything positive from the Jets this weekend? I just can't. And I don't know whether that's because I'm just so used to shocking performances and disappointment and kind of numbness. I can't even build myself up to it. And I say it all the time when I, when I go live, like, oh, the Jets are going to win by 20 points today. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, come on, Wayne. It's not even funny anymore. Like, you said <laughs> so many times, like, get some new material or something. But I don't know. There is still a little bit of something inside me. I sit down and I think to myself, do you know what? This could be the week. And then at the same time, I don't want it to be because I know where the Jags are sitting and mm. I know how important that number one pick is. And, you know, that potentially is the only light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a fan of Sam Darnold as well. I do think he, he has or had potential to be really good. And I think if you do get a number one pick, you, you go for Trevor Lawrence. It's natural, isn't it? Uh, and I, I worry that Darnold will end up somewhere like Pittsburgh or New England uh, yeah. and he'll, he'll end up with a ring. Um which is, is disappointing from, from a Jets point of view if that happens, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'd love this weekend. I'd love for your mate, Josh Jacobs, to uh, absolutely turn up. <laughs> what uh, a player. Oh, my. I am gushing when I think about Josh Jacobs. How absolutely incredible he is. <laughs> I, I, I'm saying nothing because I love him to... If, if he plays, because he's currently got an ankle boot on, hasn't he? But if he plays and puts in 150 yards, we'll have you back on next week. <laughs> just for two minutes just for two minutes you know what it's one of those it's one of those where it's like do I want to take that bet like I'm so tempted to take that bet like yeah go on get me back on because I reckon <laughs> no I reckon he'll have a good game to be fair I, I don't know if he'll play he's, he's ankle no. bust so uh, it's, it's, a, it's a weird one with Josh Jacobs I've got this I'll tell you where the hatred comes from as it comes from with the majority of things a lost bet that's where it comes from. <laughs> oh, well, uh, to be honest, Tom and I are on board with that. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, absolutely, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. So, yeah, the amount of times where, you know when you've got those um, those bookmakers that are offering those specials? Clever. It's almost like I've been on a podcast before, not mentioning company names, but we can, and other <laughs> bookmakers are available. Um, <laughs> but one of those specials where it's like, Derek Henry will score. Ezekiel Elliott will score. Um, and then Josh Jacobs will score. And like Zeke smashes over from two yards out in the first play. And Derek Henry like absolutely trucks over Josh Norman and backflips over someone else and flying drop kicks someone <laughs> into the end zone and scores. And then Josh Jacobs, who's like literally fourth and a millimeter and gets held up at the line. And I'm like, if this is any other week, 
is scoring that touchdown. You know that feeling where you're just like, I hate you so much because you've just cost me a win and that would have paid for my beer this weekend. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I know where it comes from. Yeah, same. Even me not being a Jacobs fan, I've been sat looking at these tweets thinking, is he fishing here or does he genuinely think he's shit? Like, well, I've not know where it's come from, so at least, uh, at least I know where it is. But I have yeah. plenty of those players that I hate. It's um, I don't know. I just I kind of did it, and then I was like, shit. There's a lot of reaction here, and <laughs> I am a, I am a bit of a wind up merchant, and I do like kind of prodding people. And I might be wrong here, Matt. You you're gonna have to defend your kind, but. The Raiders fans do seem a little bit emotional. Okay, tell me about it. Tiny, tiny oh. bit emotional. Don't, don't, because I was ready for ending it all yesterday after a Sunday <laughs> result. Um, one bad result, and I was ready for getting rid of the NFL out of my life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we beat the Chiefs, we beat the Saints, and we lose to the Falcons, and I was about to burn all my stuff. Uh, Could you imagine uh, if the Jets do win, though? Matt would never think... watch NFL again. I've, no, I've said, I've said I'm done with If the Jets win, I'll, I'll quit NFL for this year. Uh, that's what I've said. Um, <laughs> because it'll just really fuck me off. Um, yeah. But it's very, very Raiders-y for that to happen. Um, yeah. So I'm fully expecting a, a, perhaps not as big a win as the Falcons, but like a 28-7 win for the fucking Jets this week. Oh, I'd say yeah, all I'm asking for is, is competitive football. And if we get that, you know, the Jets' run defence is, is decent. Um you know, but you look at, I just see, I don't know, I just see a long ball down the field. Jets cornerbacks and safeties are, are just a bit all over the place. And I think that's, I think that's the route. For yeah, I, I agree. I massively agree. Um, I'd love Jacobs to play and I'd love him to get 200 fucking yards and 500 <laughs> touchdowns because I'll be all over that six community group. But um, it, it, I, I do think we'll, we're going to have to lean on Darren Waller. We're going to have to lean on probably Renfro. Um, and we're going to have to hope Ruggs pulls his finger out of his ass and yeah. gets something, gets a bit of luck from, from the officials because we all know the officials don't like the other team that wears the same colours as them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, as you can tell, I'm dead optimistic about life. <laughs> I mean, no team wants to go in 0 for 16 anyway, do they? So they need to get a win somewhere. What was it? Did the Browns go 1 and 31? Like, <laughs> yeah. A few years back. Absolutely ridiculous yeah. that. Yeah, the, the thing is, like, you're right, and I think as a player, not that I can, you know, I've never, I've never actually played American football. I played, I played rugby union for ten years, yeah, and that's rugby. that's kind of as, as close to anything kind of competitive that, that I've done. But you know, I don't think there's a single player on that field that that wants to go out and underperform because essentially, you know, at the end of the day, these guys are playing for for their contracts, and actually, there's been some opportunities for some lesser-known players to to step up, make a bit of a name for themselves. And, you know, they're, they're fighting for the futures as well. And it just so happens that the calibre of players that are, that are kind of stepping onto the field just aren't good enough. You know, and the 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 record that the Jets have for the minute is an accurate reflection of, of how they've played this year. Um, you know, and it's been the same for the last few years with the Jets. I mean, you mentioned Fitzpatrick earlier on. Like, that, that was a really solid year. And I think... I think if we'd beaten the Patriots on the, the last game of the regular season, it would have kind of sealed it for us. But then obviously Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and Rob Gronkowski and Julian Edelman and like absolute beasts that, that they are, you know, did a number over the Jets. And it was, it was like a really, really disappointing ending. But I don't know, this rebuild for the Jets, it's not coming anytime soon. No. It's not going to be next year. I'm very surprised if it happens the year after. You know, I've seen one good year from the Jets. Well, maybe two good years from the Jets when I started watching them. They got Sanchez at quarterback and Rex Ryan, who's an absolute lad, head coaching. <laughs> uh, that guy is, you know, if you want, if you want a guy that's literally just raw, he is, he is the man. Um, but yeah, and you know, we talk about that that first round draft pick. Well, I say first round, that first overall draft pick. You've got, we've got quite a few first round draft picks. I'm of a different mindset when it comes to the Trevor Lawrence thing. So my opinion is that Trevor Lawrence does not fix the Jets. Trevor Lawrence does not come in and provide a a resolution to the significant issues that the Jets face. 
what I see with Trevor Lawrence is, you know, I look at the build-ups of Sam Darnold getting drafted. Baker Mayfield gets taken before him. And we're like, oh my God, Sam Darnold's here. The Messiah is here to save the Jets. And the way we're gushing about Trevor Lawrence is the way that we were gushing about Sam Darnold in that draft as well. Um, you know, and Sam Darnold is a good player. Sam Darnold, in my eyes, is potentially a solid quarterback and could, you know, could rival, you know, I don't want to say top 10, but top 15 quarterbacks, top 20 quarterbacks in the league. You know, he could be middle of the road type, not like an Andy Dalton type, you know, right down the middle, but a little bit better. I think where the Jets really need to focus on is, and if I was a guy that was in charge, I'd be listening to all offers for that number one draft pick. And I'd be going with the biggest offer on the table and I'd be running and I'd be building. And then, you know, free agency, what's that going to hold in terms of quarterbacks? Dak Prescott, I was talking to someone the other day about Dak. You know, does Dak Prescott get paid this year? You know, his his injury has obviously had a big impact this year. Is Jerry Jones going to pay out on a quarterback that he's not seen kind of fulfill expectations this year, obviously through his injury? But the, the, the Cowboys have been awful, like absolutely terrible. And that couldn't have been helped. You know, they've had some issues to deal with. Um but does Dak get paid or does Dak end up on free agency? Like, who are the other quarterbacks that, that might be available? And are we better off building through the draft, sticking someone in for a year, two years, three years, and then seeing where we, we sit in a, a few years' time? I think it's got to be, you know, a sensible, long process. And one thing I know about the Jets is they don't draft well. They've done okay this year, but history isn't isn't suggestive that things are going to change in the future. So I'm, I'm pessimistic, but you've got to be as a hope that kills you, isn't it? I'm on that train. Yeah. What, um, so is, is Donald done for you? What is, is that his Jets career over come the end of this season or? I don't know. There's, there's been a lot of interesting discussions and I don't see why, why Sunday's game suggests this, but a lot of people saying, Sunday's game against the Dolphins, like that is it. That is him done. I, I didn't see anything during that game that made me feel any different to how I've seen him perform in any of the other games this season. I do try and defend, it, defend him to some extent and say, well, you know, he's working with what he's working with and it's, and it's hard. Um, could I see Sam Donald moving on? Yeah, and I think you're probably right. You know, ending up with someone like the Steelers or ended up with someone like the Patriots, and that would be absolutely that would that would probably tip me over yeah. the edge if he ends up with the Patriots and goes on and, and gets a, a ring. But you know, you could see something like that happening. Patriots seems like a, a good fit for him. But it's interesting because we mentioned Sam Donald in these circles of Steelers and Patriots, and we're talking about teams that have high aspirations. Now, if those teams didn't value or if we didn't assume those teams would value Sam Donald, then, you know, what is our interpretation of what Sam Donald is like as a player accurate? Because all we're hearing from the Jets side is he's done, he's awful, he can't play, yet in the same breath, we're talking about these contenders who potentially want Sam Donald. Well, yeah. what does that say? I, I like the idea of trading that first round pick, I think. Yeah. I think we we spoke about on the pod a few times, you know, when when the Jets, for example, when the Giants were were involved, mm-hmm. um, and and I'd said that you know if Gettleman was still in charge, um, which would be highly unlikely if you know if we got first round pick, but if he was, then I think we would have traded him because Gettleman would have had to stick with DJ purely for his ego and and you know to try and back up the decision he made. Um, but yeah, you know, I think the amount of draft capital you could get for him could be huge. And, and I agree, you know, he's not going to come in. Just look, well, look at Joe Burrows. I mean, how many games the Bengals won? Is it two, three? Yeah, he's not he, turning them around like... Yeah, you can't unless you have got the weapons around you and the protection. Burrow uh, looks good, don't get me wrong, but they've got a lot of things to do first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what... Well, I, a question I'm interested about, because I, I don't pay too much attention to the Jets, and that's not just because they're obviously like New York rivals or anything, but what deeper in the in the sort of franchise what needs to change apart from obviously Adam Gase who's an absolute charlatan yeah so I mean that's that's kind of my go-to response and it's, it's tricky to, for me to see beyond that because that first and foremost is is the biggest issue with the Jets and 
like you said, charlatan is, is the correct word. <laughs> I don't understand how somebody can do so much damage to different teams and still be in the position that he's in. Even yeah. now, I don't understand how he's still a head coach of, um, you know, as a, of a National Football League team. It just doesn't make I'm any pretty sense. pretty sure I said those exact words on one of the yeah. earlier weeks. Mm-hmm. Yes. We did a little bit on head coaches early on, didn't we? And I said he's just a fraud. Um, yeah. I can't believe he's still got a job as head coach. Yeah. But it's, it's bizarre because you think to yourself, well, you know, what are the Jets actually doing? Because, you know, they, they, they're not, there's no reason for them to be kind of confined to this, this situation that we're in. Like, you do have options. He can be sacked. And you could look at for a temporary replacement or whatever it may be. Like, but they, they for some reason, uh, do they support him and think that he is something that he's not? I don't know. Do they see something that, you know, us as fans and us as American football fans in general just don't see, I, I just, I can't, I can't see why that would be. I, I don't see any redeeming qualities in Adam Gase at all. Um, and was I hopeful at first? Yeah, very much so. Um, you know, Todd Bowles got absolutely slammed, has gone to the books and, you know, Todd Bowles is doing okay. Um, Todd Bowles was supported and provided with, you know, a decent team and, you know, kind of the foundations on which you want to build um, a team. And he's doing okay as a result of that. It's very Jets-esque to, to let somebody go and for them to succeed somewhere else. So, yeah, I mean, the, the gay thing is obviously, you know, a big issue. Um, but then just simply that it, it boils down to, in my opinion, that the quality of players that we have and simply the, the management of those players. So you look at a player like Jamal Adams and, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Was that decision right to trade Jamal Adams? I think so. I think in the long term, um, you know, we hear about all this, is he a bad fit for the the locker room? Like, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily buy into that. I think you as a management are responsible for developing a culture and kind of adapting personalities and relationships to fit what is right for your organisation. I mean, you do this within your daily jobs. I mean, it's something that I focus on a lot. You know, you get a bad kid within the classroom. You don't say, right, you're going to the school down the road because I just can't handle you. Like your job is to nurture them and develop them into a human being that fits well within that classroom and is able to contribute. And I just don't think the Jets are able to do that. Um, They get players that are on the fringe of, you know, and Jamal Adams is is a kind of natural leader. He doesn't necessarily present himself in the right way. He he makes comments which are kind of questionable and whatever else. But you know, he has that natural raw passion and ability to to lead people. And you know, we couldn't handle that. And and he's now gone. You know, was that the right decision? Like I said, yeah, probably. Um, but I think from a cultural perspective, we need to be able to harness that energy and that enthusiasm and that passion. And be able to to adapt kind of who we are and how we behave and how we interact with people, yeah. so that that actually translates to something positive rather than being seen as we've got a problem in the locker room, yeah. we can't change this, let's just get rid of them, because you, you're dealing with passionate, enthusiastic young men who have worked their ass off to get to where they are. Like there's going to be a few people that have got a bit of a chip on the shoulder, yeah. and rightly so, they've they've worked for that. Um, you know, and, and just to turn around and say, well, you know, they're not compliant or they're not obedient and they don't follow these direct instructions. I don't, for me, that doesn't cut it. Um, and isn't, it isn't an excuse that's, that washes with me anymore. I think, I think big changes need to happen from a cultural perspective. Yeah, I, I like that. I, I, I compare you to the Giants in that sense. So, you know, I've only followed the Giants for sort of three or four years, but within those, you know, four years, we have had that issue. You know, you look at Gettleman trading OBJ because of all the attention he brought and he was classed as the, the bad egg and, you know, we'll get rid of him. But then he still didn't fix anything under Pat Shermer. You know, we were, we were just as much of a shambles. And, and then you see Joe Judge come in, who is this, you know, hard knocks coach and takes no shit. You saw what he did with Golden Tate just for saying, you know, a few words into the camera of being frustrated, throw me the ball. You sit a game out, you train with the practice squad. The next game you come in, you play 40% of snaps. You apologise publicly, you're back in. He's a, again, a, you know, a wily veteran that we've not just gone right, cut you, see you later, done. Yeah. And a lot of Giants fans were calling for that. A lot of Giants fans were saying he's done, he, that's it, we'll cut him, get rid of him, he's gone. Or, well, it was just before the trade deadline, so it was, let's see if we can get, you know, a fifth round pick for him. But I think you, 
I agree. I think you, it's just a sign of weakness if you cut them or get rid of them. It's, well, I can't confine them to, to how I want to be. So I'll, I'll shoo them out. And what other player is going to look at that as a good example of leadership? They're, they're not at all. And, and he was a quality player, Jamal Adams. You've he, lost a huge, huge player there. Um, what sort of draft cap have you got? Have you got coming up to? Um, yeah, so um, if I'm honest, off the top of my head, I'm not 100% sure. Mm. I know we've got, we're going to have, obviously, there's going to be the, I think it's the 28th overall. And I think we've got the 32nd. Yeah, I think. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not certain off the top of my yeah. head. Last but, time I checked, a couple weeks ago, we had two in the, uh, three in the top 30. 30 yeah. So it just it just means that you know what you're really fortunate to find yourself in a position. Now, obviously, naturally, you have to experience a an, an 0 and 16 season and get rid of all your best players. But you know this is a perfect opportunity now for the Jets to yeah. to put the last 10 years behind us and say right, okay, this has been absolutely horrendous. We've learned from our mistakes. Moving forward, we have a new head coach. We have new systems in place. We have somebody who's really focused on developing and and kind of ensuring that players adapt and, and fit the culture of the team and and the route that they want to go down and you you build with young players and what you do and this is something that Joe Douglas is is good at is you just you just trade back where you can and you pick up draft capital and you just pick up players and yeah. you give them a whirl and you give them an opportunity and say right here we go we're the New York Jets Everyone thinks we're shit. We are. Um, but you're the opportunity to make this different and you're the opportunity to change this franchise and you're the opportunity to make a mark, stamp your name and say, that old Jets is gone. I'm here now. And this is what we're doing moving forward. Yeah. But, we'll, but we'll see. Yeah, well, you look at the Dolphins, don't you? You're a division and, and that's what they're going through this season, isn't it? You yeah. ideally want to have something similar there, don't you? Where you, you pick up as much as you can and, and you have a they're probably going to finish on maybe a winning season, if not a point five. Yeah. You'd take that all day long next year, wouldn't you? Raiders yeah, are a absolutely. fairly solid example of, of, of sort of stacking the picks. We had three in the first round, not last year, the before, and two this year, just from offloading Khalil Mack, which I was furious about at the time, and uh, Amari Cooper, which I wasn't as bothered about. But with, mm. with just with those, offloading those two players, we picked up <laughs> Josh Jacobs, uh, Jonathan Abram, and Damon Arnett this year, extra on top of Henry Ruggs and Clee Farrell. So, uh, we've got a young team of, of decent talent that, uh, besides the weekend just gone, uh, I, I'm fairly hopeful of picking up, uh, at least getting towards the playoffs a couple of years in a row. Uh, perhaps not this year now, but um, in three or four years, I'd like to see us be competing. We're lucky that we've got Kansas in our fucking division and we've got yeah. that for 10 years, haven't we? <laughs> um, but um, yeah, you, you could, I could see what they were doing. It did annoy me getting rid of Khalil Mack because he is a generational talent. He's an absolute monster, but we picked up Abram and Jacobs and Arnett off the back of getting rid of him and Mario Cooper. So it's, it was an obvious plan. Bringing in Mike Mayock as GM as well. Never been a, involved with an NFL team before, but he's a, a draft expert for for everybody. And I think that's, that's so far worked in our favour. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, the thing is with, you think about Jonathan Abram as well. He reminds me so much of a Jamal Adams like similar kind of aggression and style and drama. But, you know, what do you do with that? And like, if you harness that, that guy has the potential to, to be a solid player for years to come. And I look at how the Raiders have, have kind of responded to his character and how they've harnessed that. And the guy had a hard year. Like, you know, he's had his first game. Was it his first game and then he's injured and he's out for the entire year? Yeah. Um, first game against the Broncos last year. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, you know, that's 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 got to be hard to take. You've worked so hard to get to the position where you are. And he's come back and he's like, right, okay, I'm sorted. Let's go again. And the Raiders are doing a great job at, at kind of building this, like say, a young and, you know, potentially a, a particularly strong team for, for the future. So I'm excited mm -hmm. to go a bit of a soft spot for the Raiders. I'll, I'll, I'll not say that too loud too often. <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, I do like them. Well, we're going to give you the first one of the season this weekend. So, <laughs> so um, I suppose moving moving away from the car crash that is the Jets um, <laughs> and moving on to um, the absolute steam train that is six. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, how, how did it come about? What? How long have you been around for? What? What? You know, what inspired it? Do you know what? It's it's funny because 
I actually pulled out, and I've still got it here. It actually started with me being in my fantasy football group with some mates, and they were like, oh, there's this place, and you can get signed um, helmets and signed jerseys. And there was, there was a place on Facebook that um, I ended up making friends in the end with uh, the person that was – that was running it, Mr. Stephen Logan. You might have heard of him before. Um, so he was, he was kind of um, had some, some items that he was kind of doing prize competitions on. And me, like many other people, I started out by, I want to win something. I want to get like a jersey or a helmet. That's really cool. Um, and so, you know, I used to, I used to spend quite a bit. And the stuff, he won't mind me saying this, the stuff that, he had at the time wasn't wasn't great but for me it was just a case of it'd be really cool to get hold of something like I can't go out and spend 300 quid on a helmet like I just can't I can't I can't afford it and I'm not in a position to kind of justify that but I was like right there's I can chuck a few quid it's a bit of fun um and I have the potential you know the potential to win something and the first item and I will never no matter what and it's nothing significant um but this is the first item that i won and um, that kind of started it all for me and will never go anywhere even once we're kind of long gone i have an ohio state buckeyes <laughs> full size authentic signed by i don't know if you can see that that is an rj barrett authentication sticker on there <laughs> There is no JSA witness authentication on that, but it does have some pretty sweet inscriptions just yeah. there. So um, this was when he was a record holder before all of those got broken. And I don't even know where he is now. He was at the Saints last time I checked, um, but I don't even know where he is. So RJ Barrett, obviously at the time when he was in college, was touted to be kind of one of the the next big things and it just it just never happened for him so you know i had to say it came through the post and i was like what the fuck is that <laughs> rj who i'm like i've been entering all these time all this time and i've won this piece of shit but then i was like but then i was i did a bit of research and i'm like oh yeah that sounds that sounds okay but i don't know it's that for me is you know it's kind of where it where it all began and it kind of symbolizes a lot of hard work, um, a lot of time, a lot of drama, um, both, you know, in my personal life and kind of on social media. And, and it also symbolizes a lot of learning, like learning about me and who I am and how I respond to things and how I interact with people and who I am as a, as a character, you know, we've we've put so much time into kind of building this up and and getting it into a, a position where it's it's steady and we're trusted and and whatever else and you know that has been at the detriment of like my personal relationships and you know the time that I'm spending with my family and you know my girlfriend being like fucking all you do is is this this business but it was you know it was and it is my baby like you know, everyone knows that full time I'm a teacher and I love that to bits and I'd, I'd never stop doing that. But I love American football and I'm passionate about it. And I really like cool signed stuff. And I just I kind of got the bug, I guess. I won my first item and I was like, I want a collection. So I ended, I ended up entering more and then I ended up buying some. And I was like, I want the biggest names and I want... The, the best inscriptions and like I want to have them on show and I was I was living at my mate's house at the time so I'd just gone through um, a bit of a breakup and for me starting it was like okay this period of time my life is pretty shit like my life's a bit upside down I'm all over the place um, I need something to to bring a bit of stability and focus and I'd never you know I'd never even contemplated running a business and at first it was just like oh we're going to do it as a as a bit of a hobby but, you know, it, it gained ground, it gained momentum. And, you know, that's that's thanks to everybody that's kind of supported us throughout, you know, from yeah. the very, very beginning until the very, very end. Like, and we've made loads and loads of good friends throughout the process. Yes. Uh, Gemma and I talk about, stay there, don't come out of that cupboard. I know I've mentioned <laughs> <you> <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, 
yeah, we, we talk about, we talk about it all the time, how, you know, throughout this whole process and you're going to, you're going to get this everywhere. There's going to be times where things don't go quite so well. And, you know, people don't respond to you the way in which you'd want them to respond to you. But at the same time, I've always had a bit of an issue with kind of getting too caught up on negatives and too caught up on, you know, this and that rather than focusing entirely on, you know, the people that say nice things, the people that have got your back, the people that are looking out for you, the people that, oh, thank you for, you know, providing with this opportunity. And I, we don't do it for that. We do it because we love it. We enjoy it. It's cool to see people get hold of items for yeah. their teams that they really like. And we like to see it on show. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's good. I, I enjoy that. And I do like talking to people. I do like interacting with people i do like learning about people and you know knowing about i talked to a guy who's um who lives in germany um and i just met him through the group and he's not he doesn't kind of participate in the group so much but i don't know we've kind of become like pen pals almost and I'm, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like how are you doing how's your week been and he's like yeah you know i've been in hospital this week and i'm just like shit when you put it into perspective like this is a good opportunity just uh I don't know if I can spend five minutes having a chat with someone and talking about football and, you know, making their week a bit better and me in turn making my week a little bit better as well. You know, everyone struggles, don't they? Everyone has shit that they deal with. Everyone goes through rough patches. And if you can find some common ground on which people can discuss and interact, like that's a positive thing. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm very open with the fact that, you know, in, in my life, I've had, you know, tricky times. Like I've, I've struggled with, with things before, um, you know, and like a lot of people do, and men don't really speak up about it, but it's a great opportunity to do so. You know, people struggle with stuff mentally and people suffer with depression and stuff like that. Um, so for me, it was an outlet almost, is, is in a way that I could interact and divert my attention elsewhere. Yeah. But at the same time, through the process, I've learned a lot about other people and, you know, being able to, chat to people and you know if we've managed to help out people in the ways on the longer way as well then it's then it's it's good you know it's something productive yeah. but it's it's always going to be something that we do you know just as a, a hobby we do it because we like doing it it's never going to be something that we turn kind of full-time it's yes yeah. it was never intended to be that um and to be fair i think at the point if it did become that it lose it lose what it is that we intended it to be in the first place, which is yeah. something fun, something enjoyable. Um, and it gives us a platform as well in, on what, which we can do, you know, some, some charity work and we can help out some charities that are close to us. So yeah, Jenna's got big ties to, to food banks and that's a big thing for her. So we like to help out. We can, the Sheffield giants is obviously an incredible organization. Um, and you know, they've been incredible, to us and, and in turn we, we want to repay that that favor to them it's just a great organization doing incredible work within you know the community where Gemma and I both grew up and Martin House Children's Hospice which is a, another organization really close to my heart that that offer kind of um like end of life care and and support to to parents and families who uh, you know who have disabled children and brothers and sisters like it's, it's something that I experienced as a kid yeah. um and I, I wanted to you know what but I, I i'm not going to go out and run a marathon like i'm just not like i can't raise money that way i can't you know i'm not going to go climb a mountain in africa somewhere like it's yeah. just not me but what i can do is i can put a website together i can come up with like a little business model and i can work out numbers and we can work out a way where we can give a bit of absolutely everything that we're doing back to organizations that you yeah. know have helped us before so yeah a long-winded but essentially that that pretty much sums it up i'd say yeah yeah no, i just wanted cool. to just touch on something you said in the middle of that there was you know nfl does bring people together and we're very much on with that because we, we have a whatsapp group that started out it's just a few of us i think there was me jamie tom and a couple of the lads um just talked about NFL for, for during the season, whatever. And that's grown to 15, 16 people now that most, most of the lads don't know each other in there. It's just yeah. become friends of friends. And 
And uh, we, we always say on these podcasts that if you want to be involved in our WhatsApp group, just get out one of us, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you need to do, and we'll chuck you in it. Uh, there's, we, we threw somebody else in it the weekend, a lad that uh, only knows me and Tom, I think. Yeah. Uh, and there's, you know, it's all, for me, it's very much about, it's something that we all love. And as much as there's a lot of banter in there, and, and you kind of know what buttons you can push with certain people, <laughs> I would say uh, you learn that very quickly. Um, it's still very much, you know, if, there's one lad who was new to our group who said he was having a bad a bad week recently, and everyone just sort of rallied around and said, "Listen, you're new to the group, you're a great addition," and it sort of pulled him out of his bad spot. And, and that that is what I love most about what we've done with just with the WhatsApp group chat. You know, nothing, nothing compared to what you guys have done at Sigs. And the reason Tom and I started this podcast with Jamie as well was we just wanted to talk football, and lockdowns kind of prevented us doing that face to face. So we'll mm. just do this as something for us to do, and it's not it's not something where we thought we'd ever be speaking to loads of people like yourself and like um, Claire and people like that but as it's grown and grown and grown over the weeks it's something that still isn't a chore to me I love doing it I love yeah. talking it you know if, if things were normal we'd be seeing each other almost every week and um, talking NFL and whatever but um, yeah. just things like this is it, massive for me to not only for other people to keep me going uh, you know it, it takes up um, most of my time NFL during the season apart from yesterday when I spat my dummy out big time for the results <laughs> and I was core times with NFL for a day but yeah just to touch on what you said I, I think NFL is certainly because it's an American sport and yeah. there's we all live in Blackpool so there's a lot of in terms of soccer footy whatever you call it there's a lot of United fans Liverpool fans this that and the other um, but with NFL towards it doesn't really matter where you live or who mm. you support because there's no real reason for why yeah. people support who they support um, so it's just that you can't really take the take the mick out of somebody because they support the Jets, for example, because there's, there's probably a story behind it like there was with yourself. And, yeah. Yeah, there's a story why I follow the Raiders and there's a story why Jamie likes the books and so on. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's massive. And I, I'm a big fan of, of charity work. I'm a big fan of what you guys do. And that's why we, we had you guys. Uh, I say you guys. Uh, we knew Jenny wouldn't be allowed on. She's, uh, she's still there. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's not shown. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're right high up on our list for when we're talking about guests and things like that so yeah we're yeah. massively appreciative of yeah, you coming we, on we really appreciate you guys you know inviting us on and it means a lot to us that you guys you know kind of wanted us on and I was like I said to I said to Gemma she was like do you want to go on the podcast and I'm like fucking hell like that's, that's <laughs> like I'm like Gemma we've made it <laughs> <laughs> we're here that's like, how we feel having people like you on this like, oh, yeah. I went out like, mum you're not going to believe it I literally yeah. messaged these two and said oh I think I've got Wayne to come on we, we yeah. were all buzzing like, oh, get in get in um, yeah, yeah. no it's, it's good and just I, I do want to kind of go back to a point because I know we mentioned it while we were off air but you mentioned Claire earlier on and you know I'd be amiss to, to not give Claire a shout out in terms of, you know, one of the most incredible people within the community, such a genuinely kind hearted individual with no ulterior motive. Like she, she does this purely for a, a passion and in her enthusiasm, um, you know, and it's, it's good to see her being recognized and she's had some, you know, she won't mind me saying this. She's had some stick before, you know, and, and, what I don't quite understand why, because what she does is 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 so with the best intentions of everyone else at the forefront. Um, you know, so it's nice to see her appearing on Channel Five and appearing yeah. on Sky. I'm like, you know what, you you fucking deserve that. Like, yeah. you work your ass off to to kind of bring awareness of this game, and you do it in a way that's so selfless. So. You know, an incredible, an incredible person, and you know, obviously at the same time, my my right hand lady, and she's the one. You know, she keeps me in check, Gemma. <laughs> I know I said I would, and we're doing it now. So, um, she is a, she is a real person. She's not locked in the cupboard, honestly. But no, she is. You know, again, just an absolutely incredible human being, and. She's the, the, the kind of the foundation for, for what it is that we do. You know, I'm the kind of overly emotional, what do you say? <laughs> that type of person. And she's the one that always brings it back and, you know, keeps, keep, brings stability to me and brings stability to the group. And, you know, she's, she's the kind of life and, and soul of, of SIGs. And if it wasn't for her, you know, 
I wouldn't be doing this anymore. Like, I, I just wouldn't. Like, she's the reason why we keep going. And throughout this, like, our friendship as well has has grown and has become something far beyond what, what we could have imagined. So shout out to Gemma. She's the real she's the real MVP when it comes to, to this stuff. So we've got we've got a lot of time for her. She's world class, really is. Yeah. Yeah. And What's she's saying? a giant fan, so even better. <laughs> yeah, well <laughs> you gotta have your shortcomings, haven't you? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what um what beer are we all on? Uh just uh, slightly sidetracking. Uh we'll go to Tom first because I think he's on something different to usually Tom. Uh, is it you ready? You ready? It's got me. It's Here it is. It's never going to change. <laughs> it's never going to change. What never. if you got like sponsored for Fosters? Would you then change? I'd pour it into a Corona glass. <laughs> you were sell out though, Tom. <laughs> um, I'm on a bold ticker. Someone what the hell's it. this? I found it in the shop before before we started recording, and I'm giving it a go. Oh, wait, I need a beer. What's the cheapest <laughs> ale you have? <laughs> it wasn't the cheapest. No, it was one I've never had before, which is what I did last week. Uh, it's 5.4%, to be honest, uh, which is not I too I thought it was like the check word for cold, that. You know, like bold ticker. It might be. I have no idea. Brewed cold in Russia. water. <laughs> Probably got vodka in it, hasn't it? Um, uh, imported from St. Petersburg, so it's legit Russian. Amazing. Well. Um, yeah, go. it's all right. In the trusty Vader's glass. Mm. Bud Light, obviously. <laughs> Standard. Standard. <laughs> it's uh, either it was... Bud Light or vodka. Now, Wayne's looked interesting. Um... Well, the thing is, and again, so people get on to me for my timekeeping. I'm just going to stitch you boys up now. So Matt <laughs> says to me, Matt says to me, um, okay, we're going to be ready at between nine and quarter past. I'm like, okay, cool. So I was like, right. <laughs> I said to my girlfriend, I put my hoodie on and then I had my hat on. I was like, no, it's too much, too much things. I can't, I can't wear that. <laughs> okay, let's get changed. So I get changed. I come down and get my camera set up. I'm setting beauty face on. So I'm all smooth, like a bit his backside. And then I sat here with my beer, which by the way is absolutely delicious. It's Siren, um, cacao and cherry broken dream twisted breakfast stout. And we were saying breakfast stout at half past 10 at night. Um, we don't, we wouldn't suggest you drink this in the morning. It's probably illegal, especially if you're going to drive. But that sat here next to my face for 28 whole minutes. <laughs> and I just felt like I was going to wither and die. I was like, I just need to taste you. Let me, t- let me see what you taste like. But we got there. And I'll tell you what, boys, it was definitely worth the wait because that's a really nice one. I got it from, um, where did I get it from? I got it from good old Morrison's. Um, you might be able to get it from Tesco, Asda, Sainsbury's, Waitrose, Ocado. What a plug. <laughs> what a plug. <laughs> Any other that is beautiful. That is fantastic. But yeah, it's good. It's nice. What, um, what is your favourite item of memorabilia that you have? Is it the Buckeye helmet you've got? Or is that just nice because it was your first? Yeah, I'd, to be honest... I, I did, and I've had a couple of them now, but I am a big fan of the, and I give them stick, and we saw two come out the other day um, on the Facebook page, but the, the New York Jets, Gotham Green, full-size helmets, I am I am partial to. Um, this RJ Barrett is, is, for me, kind of the one, and I think I could get rid of everything else. Everything else could go in the collection, but... But that for me would be would be the one item that I kept. At the same time, and it pains me, but we've got um, I've got a Tom Brady um, signed. Oh, no. one of, I know signed one of fifty one as well, which is 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 pretty sweet. Um, but I don't know. I, it doesn't have any kind of it doesn't have any like emotional value to yeah. it. And for me, it's more about the story, and it's more about the kind of the, the, the path that we've been on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've had some nice stuff come and go. Mahomes and I like the Donald AMP. I've got a, a Lev Bell, Matt Black down here as well that we've, nice. we've probably seen a few times before. But, yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's this. And I think that's why that's why it's, I don't know, it's... You could, you could kind of assume that I might say, oh, I've got this, I don't know. I've got this Sam Darnold or Joe Namath like 
gold plated diamond encrusted whatever it may be <laughs> like and i could be forgiven for saying that but i don't know i've got a i've got a thing to, to i've got a thing with stories i've got a thing that have you know emotional attachments to and for me where it all began is 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 that one and like i said the rest of them could go but yeah. as long as i've got that one then you know i'm happy you ever you get things well. in for SIGs and you think, I want that for myself. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. We get them. You know, there's, there's loads of stuff. And the amount of stuff that's kind of been through the website as well. I really like the Pop Pez dispensers as well. I actually, <laughs> I've actually, I actually bought one of the um, the New York Jets Pop Pez dispensers. I don't know. It's just, I like a bit of nostalgia as well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we've seen some. I love the hydro stuff that comes through. Um, it's just because it's a little bit different. So, um what we've seen before like like little things like chrome mahomes that's that's a really cool one but the thing is with with memorabilia is that they're right within a given period of time and then that goes um and i think that's why you know there's such kind of demand in the market and why so many other people are interested and so many other people are involved and and do it because every single year a new player comes out and it's like, oh, is that going to be the, the next Mahomes? Is that going to be the next Antonio Brown? And and more so probably with cards than anything else. my favourite players there, by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's never, it's, you know, cards is never something that we really kind of got into. Um, but, you know, I can understand, I can understand why, because, you know, people want, and they do it for different reasons. People might do something from a financial perspective. So they might say, I want this because I'm going to get this rookie card because it's going to be worth five times what it is in the future. Or people might just do it because, you know, they, they like a particular player. For me, yeah. um, I've never really had that much of a connection to anything apart from, apart from this first one. Don't get me wrong, I love the Jet stuff coming through. Like, who doesn't want a collection of their own team's stuff? But, you know, Lev Bell's gone. And it's like, well... I love that helmet, but he ain't a Jets player anymore. And yeah. I don't know how I feel about that now. Like in the, in the moment it's great. And then it kind of loses it over a period of time. So like I said, for me, it's, it's about, it's more about the story. I do look at stuff and say, that's pretty sweet, but I've kind of got used to seeing things come and then seeing them go. Yeah. And actually I much prefer it when they end up at someone's house and they send us a picture and they're like, I've got this full-size display case. It's in the living room on the mantelpiece. And then he walks in. Yeah. <laughs> what a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Waltz loves it. But it's like, look at look at this. Pride of place. Here's the helmet. Here's the case. This is a picture of our missus. She's not happy, but don't worry about it because this helmet is unreal. Um, Brilliant. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of, for me, that's, that's what I'm, I prefer the most. I, I like what I've got. Um, that means a lot to me. But it's cool if something ends up with somebody and and they keep it. I, I tell you, I don't like it. And it's I understand why. And you can understand why I don't like it as well. But I find it hard when somebody gets something and then the next day it's up for sale. And I'm like, yeah, have it, have it for a bit more than a day first, please. Like, just keep it for a little bit. A little bit longer, but the thing is, people are entitled to do, you know, what they what they want. It's it's theirs. But for me, it's kind of like I'd love it if everything could go to people that really, 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 really want it. But you know, yeah. it's mm. how it, it's how it happens sometimes. So yeah, it's it's mad. I do I do see people who want stuff and then you see it on the yard sale or whatever it is, and I think, well, yeah. why are you getting why why it annoys me because there's mm. not. If I ever have my second team on one of the draws is uh, one of our mates. Like the, we often go for Bucks or Eagles or you know uh, Chiefs for our friends. But yeah. I think I had a, a, a double dipped on one of the ones this weekend. And I went for the Bears, and that was only a sell. But I thought well, I could probably trade Claire for something. Raiders there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If she didn't want it, I wouldn't sell it. I'd just keep it. Um, yeah. uh, uh, you know, it's it's a prize that I've won. Uh, the the best thing I've got. I mean, I've got the Cleve for L that Tom gave me. and I think. I bought. Uh, I'm surprised I managed to get a signed Josh Jacobs off you. I thought you might have uh, kept that for yourself. <laughs> yeah, but, but I think I, I bought uh, Jacobs and Tom. You bought a Saquon, didn't you? Yeah. Same time, and then I, I won a Darren Waller um, signed yeah. jersey, which I'm, I'm buzzing with because I'm a massive fan of Darren Waller. What he's come through 
certainly the adversity he's faced in, in being banned and substance abuse and whatever, and he's he's balling out as well. Uh, it's a great story. So yeah, he's and so I was, I was I won that one, so I was buzzing with that as well. Um, but yeah, no, I've I've uh, I'm 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 really chuffed with uh, you coming on. I think it's been a, a great episode, certainly a, a great insight into the life of Sigs as well and, and how you yeah. went to the Jets. So just before we do wrap up, wrap up, do you want to sort of plug Sigs, put all your, your socials and things on? Uh, we always give yeah. people a chance to do that. Yeah, so it was funny because like we spoke about earlier on, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to do a big old plug. Like, it's fine, just just, just whatever. But but anyway, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, to be fair, I keep it short and sweet. If you do a search for Sigs anywhere, do a search for Sigs on Google, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, you will find us. Um, so Sigs is our website, sigs.uk. You can see all the different merchandise that we have for sale on there. And you can also check out elitesigs.uk where we've got our prize competitions. And if you want to join in the fun, the Facebook page, Sigs community page. Ta-da! There you have it. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely, definitely check them out. Um, Tom and I spent many a quig on uh, on Sigs on a, on a Sunday. Uh, <laughs> many! <that> the, many. <laughs> Um, I, I don't have notifications on Facebook, so I miss them. It's only I get. I feel like I'm lucky when I'm on, and I, it pops up. And Gemma or you have posted this is the next one. I'm like, yes, yeah. I've made it. I'm in. And uh, there, there was a time where uh, I think uh, what Waltz was getting in for the Giants instead of you, Tom, wasn't you? Were like, yeah. I missed it again. I missed it again. Um, <laughs> die, John. Die, die, John. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> my god yeah. on the hit list yeah. <laughs> but, um, certainly certainly check out Sigs I've, I've got some great pieces of memorabilia and so is Tom and, and I'll, I'll still be chatting with more uh, you'll always see us trading for the Bucks the Eagles the Chiefs um, and the Lions as well we've got a Lions fan in the group uh, as I mentioned before if you do want to if anybody wants to come in the WhatsApp group get at us you can come in it we'll chuck you in it it's a bit of a um, in, in the lines then if you will that uh, <laughs> it's everything goes if you get upset just leave the whatsapp group we're not asked but, um, we won't put you back in it <laughs> no, nobody seems to get upset uh, I did kick someone out today because he wouldn't sub- subscribe to our YouTube channel um, so um, <laughs> I let him back in since he subscribed but um, yeah luckily he's a mate of mine but yeah get at us on, on all the socials that I'm fed up with listing them every week because I forget them all uh, third short search. pod that's yeah. what you need, Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> James, the, the words guy, you can do, the, do that. And the yeah. words that I missed, I messed it up like two weeks ago. I was like, third yeah. short, sharp. I was like, what? Third short, short sharp. Don't, like, do not search for third sharp. Especially at 2am on an Instagram. Different. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's third short pod on Instagram and on Twitter. And if you type third short podcast on Facebook, it'll pop up too. You've got the little guy doing that. There you go. That's yeah, nice. there we go. That'll do. Uh, again, thanks for coming on, Wayne. It's been an absolute yeah, pleasure. Brilliant. And I'm, I'm almost certain we'll have you on again uh, as soon as uh, the Jets pick up a win, uh, which will probably be next week now. Um, but um, yeah, no, it's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed it. Thanks very much, everybody. Yeah, I hope thank you've you. enjoyed listening. And uh, we'll Cheers, see, you, see you again soon. Thank, thank you very much. much.